Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 2, Episode 28, on the book of Daniel, looking at Daniel's final vision, Part 2. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. Today, in this 28th episode of the book of Daniel, in Chapter 10, we continue to review Daniel's final vision, including the interpreting angel's explanation to Daniel. Daniel chapter 10, starting in verse 10. Suddenly a hand touched me and set me shaking on my hands and knees. He said to me, Daniel, you are a man treasured by God. Understand the words that I am saying to you. Stand on your feet, for I have now been sent to you. After he said this to me, I stood trembling. Don't be afraid, Daniel, he said to me, for from the first day that you proposed to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your prayers were heard. I have come because of your prayers. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me for twenty-one days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me after I had been left there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to help you understand what will happen to your people in the last days, for the vision refers to those days. While he was saying these words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and was speechless. Suddenly one with human likeness touched my lips. I opened my mouth and said to the one standing in the front of me, My Lord, because of the vision, anguish overwhelms me, and I am powerless. How can someone like me, your servant, speak with someone like you, my Lord? Now I have no strength, and there is no breath in me. Then the one with a human appearance touched me again and strengthened me, and he said, Don't be afraid, you who are treasured by God. Peace to you. Be very strong. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. And he said, Do you know why I have come to you? I must return at once to fight against the prince of Persia. And when I leave, the prince of Greece will come. However, I will tell you what is recorded in the book of truth. No one has the courage to support me against those princes except Michael, your prince. All right, back to verse 10. Suddenly a hand touched me and set me shaking on my hands and knees. Now last week we started this journey into chapter 10 with a vision of Christ above the Tigris River. Now in verse 10 the interpreting angel enters the picture. The angel touches Daniel and brings him from being prostrate prostrate on his face down on the ground to his hands and to his knees. This was difficult for Daniel having been in the presence of God and even now is still trembling while on his hands and knees. The angel that touched Daniel is not identified as before, but it seems highly probable and likely that this again was the great messenger of God, Gabriel. Verse 11. He said to me, Daniel, you are a man treasured by God. Understand the words that I am saying to you. Stand on your feet, for I have now been sent to you. After he said these things, this to me, I stood trembling. Notice how the angel addresses Daniel as a man treasured by God, or perhaps Your translation will say as one highly esteemed or greatly beloved. This high regard by God is shown in his appearance to Daniel, and God will answer his specific prayers about his people and the return to Jerusalem. However, Daniel is giving much, much more than what the angel shares. The angel wants Daniel to clearly understand what is going to be explained to him. This will require Daniel to listen carefully. Many of the great details given to Daniel have been fulfilled quite literally 
as we will see, and other prophecies yet unfulfilled will be accomplished in the same manner. Now Daniel is told to stand to his feet, although he is still trembling and unsteady. Verse 12. Don't be afraid, Daniel, he said to me. For from the first day that you proposed to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your prayers were heard, and I have come because of your prayers. The angel offers comfort to Daniel in explaining he had nothing to fear, as God is answering his prayers. From the first day of his time of prayer and fasting, his prayers were heard. That takes us back to Daniel chapter 10, this, this chapter, verses 2 and 3. In those days... Daniel, I, Daniel, was mourning for three full weeks. I didn't eat any rich food, no meat or wine entered my mouth, and I didn't put any oil on my body until the three weeks were over. God had heard Daniel from day one of week one. Daniel wanted to understand what was happening to his people. They had just recently began to return to Palestine to rebuild the temple with much opposition from neighboring people. God sent his angel to directly answer Daniel's prayers. But something happens. Verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me for 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me after I had been left there with the kings of Persia. This verse is fascinating as it gives us a glimpse of battles and conflicts in the spiritual world around us. What caused this angel's delay in getting to Daniel on day one? says that the prince of Persia opposed the angel. And after 21 days of opposition, Michael the archangel came to the aid. Michael, the archangel, was assigned to protect the nation of Israel. We'll see that in verse 21 when we get to it in a moment. Who was the prince of the kingdom of Persia in this instance? Some translations have king of Persia, but in Hebrew, king is plural, as in kings of, of Persia. And being detained by a very weak earthly king is untenable here. We need to look at this as an angelic warfare between spiritual rulers who are attempting to control Persia and Daniel's messenger, most likely Gabriel. Gabriel was sent to Daniel but was prevented by opposition from demonic forces who were overlooking Persia. Michael, the powerful archangel and prince of Israel, came to Gabriel's aid to gain victory and allow the message to come to Daniel. Now was this a conflict over the message or just continuous warfare between godly and demonic forces? Probably most likely the opposition to Gabriel had no idea of the message that was going on. They just opposed Gabriel, all forces of God. Now Michael is introduced to us here in Daniel, but we see him throughout scripture. We'll see him again verse 21 is what we'll get to in a moment and again in Daniel chapter 12 verse 1 he has principal roles at the end of time we also see him in Jude and Revelation in Jude he was encountering Satan over the body of Moses Jude tells us in the book of Revelation verse 7 of chapter 12 then war broke out in heaven Michael and his angels fought against the dragon the dragon and his angels also fought but he could not prevail and there was no place for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was thrown out. The ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the one who deceives the whole world, he was thrown to earth and his angels with him. No earthly or spiritual power can resist God and his archangel Michael 
when it comes to issues with the nation of Israel. This is regardless of the political, military, and economic weaknesses that Israel may have or will have. They have a powerful prince in Michael. The princes and kings of Persia were demonic forces that were assigned to the Persian Empire. Now Persia ruled the world at this time, and we can be assured that Satan would have been actively operating to influence Persia, just as he is today with world powers, and I'm sure you can think of some examples. What can we learn about angels? Well, they're real. They are both good and satanic angels. Satanic angels are called demons. Angels can indeed influence the affairs of people, as stated by Stephen Miller in his commentary on Daniel. And we are in a world where angelic and demonic forces are battling for the hearts and souls of man and nations. But we are told to encounter that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in heaven. So, this is an ongoing struggle. What are God's army doing for you that you cannot possibly see? How do you support that activity with your prayers, Daniel was doing? Now, demonic forces certainly cannot thwart the power and will of God. And the battle that Michael helped facilitate could have not happened at all. However, God works within the rebellion of his creation. And that brought on this struggle. What we do know, as John tells us in our season one, look at 1 John. 1 John 4, 4 says, You are from God, little children. You have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. In God's plan, the delay bringing the answer to Daniel was permitted. The three-week delay probably served to benefit Daniel spiritually or perhaps some other purpose unknown to us. You know, God always answers prayer, and he answers prayer in three ways. It may be an immediate positive answer, perhaps in a direction we could not have possibly seen. Perhaps the answer is no, and many times the answer may be wait. But God always answers prayer. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and, my ways are not your, and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as heaven is higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Verse 14. Now I have come to help you understand what will happen to your people in the last days, for the vision refers to those days. Here is the purpose behind the angelic message. What will happen to the future of Daniel's people? As we will see, because of the times of trouble to come, the persons of Antiochus IV and the Antichrist will get some very particular attention. Verse 15. While he was saying these words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and was speechless. Suddenly one with human likeness touched my lips. I opened my mouth and said to the one standing in front of me, My Lord, because of the vision, anguish overwhelms me and I am powerless. How can someone like me, your servant, speak with someone like you, my Lord? Now I have no strength, and there is no breath in me. 
So the vision of God was still affecting Daniel physically when the angel touched his lips. When the angel touched his lips, that enabled Daniel to speak, and he exclaimed he was still helpless. This was quite a fright and an emotional event, as it would be for anyone coming into the presence of God. Again, we can ask Isaiah about that. How could he even have a conversation with the angel and to attend his words? Verse 18. Then the one with the human appearance touched me again and strengthened me. He said, Don't be afraid, you who are treasured by God. Peace to you. Be very strong. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened. I said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Once more the angel touched Daniel with the effect of strengthening him. Again he was told not to be afraid, as God highly valued Daniel, and to be at peace and strong as God is with him. All right. Uh, lost my place here for a second. All right, verse 20. He said, Do you know why I have come to you? I must return at once to fight against the prince of Persia, and when I leave, the prince of Greece will come. Now the question the angel speaks to Daniel is merely rhetorical. As Daniel already knows why the angel came, this was to encourage Daniel to pay attention to what already has been said. Now the angel had unfinished business as this battle with the prince of Persia would take another two centuries in our time frame. This would be a spiritual battle over the reconstruction of the temple of Jerusalem, over the deliverance of the Jews during the time of Esther, uh, the permission to return Ezra and Nehemiah, and the rebuilding of the city and the outer wall, those were all opposed. Then he says, when the Greek Empire conquers Persia, then that battle against the Persian prince will be against the prince of Greece for the same reasons. This statement about Greece is preparatory to the prophecies about the struggles in chapter 11 for the Jewish people during that time. Verse 21, however, I will tell you what is recorded in the book of truth. No one has the courage to support me against those princes except Michael, your prince. The book of truth here is God's plan for Israel and the world. This is the history of the world already written and how it will unfold. Here we are told that Michael the archangel's special assignment is to protect Israel. I don't think anyone else was needed. I hope you enjoy this season to study in the book of Daniel. Next episode 29 will continue with Daniel's final vision. The angel now gives the message of what is about to happen to Daniel. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend some time in God's Word. We do have a Facebook and Instagram page, and I encourage you to like and share this podcast if you have gained from this study. God bless you, and be well.